Today, we talk with Dominique LaRondi, who took his passion for media and content creation and turned it into his own business. Hey, Dominique, thanks for joining us today. We're excited to have you. Thank you for having me. Hey, so as we get going, we always like to turn a little time over to you and let you tell us a little bit about you and your business so our listeners can know something about you before we get in. I guess I'll start off with where I was born, born in England. We moved over here on a really great job opportunity for my dad. I've been raised in the number one town to raise a child in the United States, Carmel, Indiana. Uh, (laughs) We're the roundabout capital of the United States, and it's definitely nice for the flow of traffic, but there's not a lot to do for anyone under, you know, $60,000, $100,000 a year. So my love for video started really, really early. My dad had tons of cameras. He would always get the newest gadget. He was always thrift shopping too on tech. So I'd record my friends jumping on a trampoline when I was like nine years old and make a little edit out of it and make it kind of funny, like put fart sound effects and things like that in there, (laughs) like make it goofy. And, you know, I was a pretty critical kid. So I'm like, this is going to be really boring to them. All the adults, all the kids were just glued to the screen. This is before YouTube and before all that stuff. And I was like, man, video is like a really strong medium. So it just kind of stuck with me. Very Um, cool. Are you producing videos and movies or are you producing marketing material for businesses? We're doing e-commerce marketing. I focus on the video strategy. So I produce video ads for Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, But as I've gotten higher up, I'm more into strategy now. So I just kind of like direct people and come up with ideas. Were you born and raised in an entrepreneurial type of environment or is this something that's pretty new to you guys? My parents did attempt a few businesses early on. Dad was a sound engineer for a band my mom was in. Every market is brutal, right? So he had a lot to deal with and he knew that every industry he'd enter in your whole life could be you know, set on fire, right? Like one financial crisis and all of it's down the drain. And that actually happened to him in England. They were running a kitchen outfitting business called LaRondi Kitchens. I remember seeing a picture of a van with LaRondi Kitchens on it. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to keep that going, you know? And then there was this housing market crash in England and it just kind of went downhill from there. How did that affect you when you got to the point where you were like, Hey, I'm gonna do my own thing. I was a bad kid. I was a class clown. But I was compensating because I had a really hard time concentrating because I had ADD like pretty bad. You know, I wasn't a 4.0 kid. And then I got diagnosed with diabetes at 10 years old, which was honestly probably a good thing because I had like this sense of invincibility, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty bad. Like I was like, oh, I'll figure it all out. I'll wing it. But diabetes like really kicked everything into place. And I was like, oh my God, I got to scramble. This is brutal because I knew how expensive it was and I knew how life can get bad real fast. Yeah. Right. I love the, I don't know if I want to call it unconventional journey, but the concept and the idea of, Hey, look, I wasn't like a great student. I had these other things that were uh, maybe working against me. If you 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 want to classify it as that, but to be able to take those things, identify your passion and be real enough with yourself, say, I actually am good at this. And I think I can do it. The grit and the determination that you had is really cool. So congratulations. And we wish you the best. This is, this is really cool. I totally agree, Dominic. It's neat to hear your story. Along those lines of your path being unique, in your opinion, what would you say is the most important personality trait that you possess that is allowing you to operate and be successful as a small business uh, owner? It's 
something an ex-girlfriend told me forever ago in the middle of an <laughs> argument and it just totally blindsided me. I was like, uh, she was upset and I was like, you don't deserve to be beating yourself up like this. And she turned to me and she went, nobody deserves anything. And I was like, what? You know, and <laughs> years later, I realized I was like, yeah, if you're a starving artist or if you're a starving entrepreneur, like you're going to look stupid, you're going to look crazy, you're going to look obsessive, but none of it matters. You don't have time to remember your insecurities in a way like you'll feel them, but you're just like, I just got to do this. If you don't believe you deserve to be successful, then steal it. I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of along those lines, Dominic, because you're doing your job and as you're in, in this small business and working through it, what is it about your business or about what you do that makes you feel inspired? That's a great question. Maybe for some people, it's their first thousand dollar contract. And they're like, wow, I used to dream about this day. And for me, the thing that really drives me is there are times where the clients have been really hard. And because I've always been sort of on the periphery, I like just find ideas and, you know, I'm ADD. So it's just like a million ideas at once. And I've watched probably more YouTube than any human should. So like I've got all that <laughs> viral stuff, you know, <laughs> in my yeah. head to be able to come in. And when you're on that ship and you see a storm coming and to be able to weather that and get people onto the other side and then just the relaxation and the happiness and to know that you had something to do with that is one of the things that really snuck up on me. And when you were going into this, was that something that you expected to get out of it? Or is that something that just totally manifested itself Blindsided after you got into it? I've always tried to diffuse situations because I grew up with some pretty intense situations. But to diffuse it not with a character trait, but with the ability to produce something of value. As Elon Musk has said, it's very hard to be valuable. <laughs> yeah. To be able to diffuse a situation with something valuable, it's just like, man, it feels like I got the Midas touch. It really feels <laughs> like everyone's happy again. When you initially got into business, then what was your motivation to get into that business? And then it sounds like that what you're actually getting out of it now was something that wasn't even on your radar when you got into it. What was my initial thing? So obviously I love making music, but it's a very, very hard industry and it's not at all what it's glorified to be, right? And I was like, you know, I got diabetes. I need to pay for health insurance. And at the time, I had this beautiful girlfriend who was absolutely enamored with. And I was like, I've got to be a man. I've got to like provide. So I dropped everything that wasn't stable. And I focused on turning my, my talents into money somehow. I went to a community college. There was no video editing program, so I had to take graphic design. But that was actually a huge benefit to me in the long run because I learned so much about visual design. So I got this visual communications degree. And I was like, okay, the, you know, I'm picking up steam. I had so many health problems and, and so much drama in my life that I was in this weird fugue state for many, many years. So there was a lot of stuff to overcome, but you know, I found myself on the other end of it, just like with this dream job. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? I was like, maybe I can do this. And then I was like, okay, I'll start a company. I was like, how hard can it be? And it, <laughs> it was a lot harder than I thought, but not in the way that I thought. <laughs> yeah. And to see my name as a company, after having such a bad reputation for such a long time as being this kid that was going to end up homeless or just would never find his way in life, to have that set in stone in my own company, I was like, yeah. What's one thing about you and your expertise that you feel is different from everyone else in your industry? A few big ones. One that I want to get out of the way for the artistic side of things is... Your art does not matter unless you can build a bridge to the audience. 
could be the best art that's ever been made. But if you don't allow someone to come and see it, you're not going to get that satisfaction you want. And if you do show it to people, but it's so obscure, they can't make connections and you're wondering why you're not feeling satisfied. It's because you need to build connections. You have to drop your ego and just focus on spreading the joy of being able to create something. And that goes into ads because when you're advertising for a company, there's this identity, their brand. But people on Facebook, most of the time, they don't care at all. They're trying to look at cat videos. They're trying to see what their aunt was doing, what their ex is doing. They're trying to look at prank videos. They don't care about your branding. They don't. So just to some extent, drop it and just focus on how am I going to capture this person's attention for the tiny amount of time that I have to do it. You have to really think about what they want, and it's building that bridge. I love that uh, humble approach, realizing that, yeah, your stuff could be the best, but if you can't make it accessible and make it connect, then it is worthless. What is something that you wish people outside of your industry understood or knew about your job and what you're doing? Outside of the industry client side, I'd like them to understand that if they start to see a huge tick in performance, it is because of us. <laughs> like <laughs> we spent, We've spent our entire lives trying to figure out how to do this. As an ad creator, you know, you, it can be very demoralizing to, for instance, make someone sell a million dollars worth of product in a single month, and then they go into a meeting and say, yeah, but this metric is low, which A, it wasn't, B, <laughs> they actually were. And it's just like, okay, what's going on here? Like, let's share the joy. Creative people work for very little money a lot of the time. And what really lights their fire is, is appreciation. But I have the same problem. You know, I produced a viral ad and it was like, I was the golden child all of a sudden. Oh, he's produced a viral ad. <laughs> uh, I was just hunting that for the rest of the year, <laughs> hunting that feeling. And then I ended up with a team and I like to show appreciation, you know, and I forgot to do that a few times because my metrics are totally different. My scale is totally different. I want this huge thing. Yeah, And so everything else is matter of course, you know, we're just, we're continuing on, but I noticed some small language changes where I felt like the team wanted to hear some appreciation. It's so easy to forget that. And then suddenly, you know, you've got someone who comes at you and they're like, yeah, I've been unhappy for the past, you know, five months. I want to quit. And it's like, oh my gosh, where did this come from? <laughs> you know. But from citizen side, I would say be careful because so many ads are getting so smart and tricking you into doing things <laughs> uh, you wouldn't even know. I mean, there's been some obs- it, just ridiculous ads. I make them and I saw one. I didn't know it was an ad, but it was one guy trying to sell a t-shirt with a quote that he yelled in some video and it's getting crazy out there. Yeah, there's definitely a contrary to be proven there, right? Like you've got this good trait of drive and motivation and progression. And then this other trait, which suggests slow down, pay attention. Yeah. Both of them are good and both of them belong. And the business owner's objectives to balance those, bring both of them in, in the proper way. As a creative, are you always in the zone or do you have to do certain things to like get you ready? Or what about your team? Oh, that's such a great question. I've always sort of respected and envied people who have their life kind of solid. They have issues, they have emotional upsets, you know, whatever, but they build such a great foundation. They have solid, solid world-respected talents or skills that they developed over time. And they just like keep building up money and building up money. And then the creative person on the other side, I don't even know if it's creative or just emotionally volatile. It's just like, you really start to feel your creative juices disappear when your soul is being sucked dry. 
it's the same with me. It's about what I care about. If I don't care, it's like, man, I can't do it. I can't do it. And if the circumstances are making me not care, right? If I'm not getting appreciated, if it's just toilsome, and if it feels like there's a brick wall in my head that I can't get through, a lot of the time, that's a sign that it's a huge waste of time. It's hard to put in words. My takeaway from what you're saying is having a really principled approach to taking care of yourself and your mental health. Definitely. And if that's there and is taken care of, then generally we can get our jobs done, right? Absolutely. Especially in these times. I mean, the past three years have been so hard on everyone. For me personally, it's like, man, how long am I going to be able to keep this up? What happens when the next crisis hits? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. It's like, in the meantime, just be nice to the people you're around. Like, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what's been ringing in my brain. It's just relationships, you know, it comes down yeah. to how you treat other people. As soon as we recognize that there's value in that, then there's treasure all around us. Very true. Yeah. So Dominic, Um, this has been so awesome. The final thing that we always like to ask is with all the ups and downs, the challenges of being in business, what is it that keeps you going every day, Dominic? What's driving me is I really want to create something that people enjoy, like a theme park. You know, it's like, Life can be miserable, but you're in a theme park, man, you're having a great time. <laughs> you know, it's like fun is so important. It really is. And, and if I could just make a bunch of money and then figure out ways to make fun cheaper, it's not cut off to a ton of people. This has been a, an incredible uh, session with, for us. Um, we've enjoyed talking with you. What's the best way for our listeners to connect with you and learn more about your business? So uh, my email, lorandimedia at gmail.com, L-A-R-O. N-D-I-E media at gmail.com. It's like la ron die media at gmail.com. Well, thanks again. And we wish you all the best. Yeah, thanks. Is, Thank uh, you. This has been it's incredible. You guys. Yeah. You too. Thank you listeners for joining us today. If you or someone you know would like to share your small business story, please go to mazumausa.com slash keep going and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. Thank you.